The Girl Talk Inc. podcast inspires middle and high school girls to live confidently, lead fearlessly, and support one another on their leadership journeys. Want to connect with Girl Talk? You can join our texting program by texting Girl Talk to 404-689-1310. Girl Talk Inc. is a national nonprofit based in Atlanta, Georgia. Our mission is to inspire all girls to be confident leaders through peer-to-peer mentoring. Many of our programs operate in the school system, and we take a holistic approach for girls to gain confidence, a sense of belonging, and a dedication to service as a part of their leadership journey. When girls thrive and feel confident, it improves the educational outcomes and has ripple effects into society as a whole. You can support Girl Talk programs with a donation by visiting mygirltalk.org or texting GIVE to 404-689-1310. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Girl Talk Inc. podcast. My name is Kayla, and I'm your host, and I am so excited to be recording this very special episode of the Girl Talk podcast today. Um, Girl Talk turns 20 this year, and we are so excited to be celebrating our 20th anniversary as an organization. And to honor the past 20 years of our organization, I have with me Girl Talk founder Haley Kilpatrick, and Miss Debbie, longtime Girl Talk supporter, friend of the Girl Talk community, and Girl Talk advisor. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So grateful to be celebrating this milestone with you both. This is such a historic milestone, and I couldn't think of two better people to be talking about the memories and experiences and evolution of Girl Talk over the past two decades. So Haley, I'm curious what led you 20 years ago now to start Girl Talk as just a teenager yourself? You know, really it was, uh, you know, twofold. One, having an adorable younger sister who was just about to start middle school herself and then being in high school and um, hearing my friends talk about their middle school experiences and There was just an aha moment one day in the cafeteria, um, in the lunchroom at the school where Debbie isn't right now. Um, And, you know, just hearing a couple of girls talk about things that happened to them and how, you know, it was so painful or it made them question things about themselves or, um, and all of us just going, you were the, you also you know, navigate that. I thought your middle school was perfect, or I thought you had it going on, or you weren't walking through things like that. And, um, you know, we could dive into lots of specifics because any of us can put ourselves back into our middle school girl shoes. And you do feel like you're the only one. So um, that conversation was just like a light bulb moment. Like what if a few of us high school girls met with a few middle school girls and made sure they knew that they weren't alone and what they're navigating is totally normal. Um, We should make it where it's not the norm, but in the meantime, you know, they are incredible and they have great leadership potential and, um, and we want to walk alongside them. So it just started this simple little idea. And then my sister was a huge inspiration because she was three years behind me. And I just, was, um, you know, we, we talk about what is your why and my why at the time was just not wanting her to have the same middle school experience that I did. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you started this organization 20 years ago. And to see now that Girl Talk has inspired over 70,000 girls over the past two decades is 
just incredible. So I'm so happy that you started the work. And I'm curious, this is kind of a question for both of you. Um, those needs that you saw initially, um, do you think that those needs are still relevant for girls today? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I could, yes, I can piggyback off of that. I think at the time, let's just age ourselves, Debbie. This was like <laughs> the Tamagotchi days, dial-up internet, AOL Instant Messenger, um, you know, Timberland Boots. We could keep going, but I'll stop. Um, and terms like cyberbullying were new. Um, we were just really diving into what that looked like. Um, and you flash forward 20 years. And if you can kind of like put yourself in 2022 and look all the way back and see um, beautiful things, evolutions that have happened um, for kind of the experience of a girl, but also like challenges that have presented themselves. So we're in a TikTok age now and we're, you know, posting reels and Instagram and stories and we don't know norms yet. Like what's a healthy age to get a smartphone? When should you get social media? What is the implications for a young girl's mental health um, from seeing just a constant flow of what they perceive to be perfection? The number of girls who aspire to be influencers now. Um, and you, you just, you look at technology alone and how it has evolved um, in the 20 years since Girl Talk was started. Um, and really great things have happened too. Girls have found their voices. We've learned to be more inclusive. We've learned to um, have real, more authentic conversations with each other. Um, sisterhood has a whole new meaning. We've navigated a pandemic. Um, I could go on and on and on. But I think um, the need for Girl Talk and programs like Girl Talk is stronger uh, than ever. We know that one in four girls is struggling with a mental health issue, um, in a lot of cases, a mental health crisis, and um, making sure they have a strong community that they can go to to feel seen, loved, heard, known, um, and just accepted just the way they are is 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 so important and being able to connect in person. I think, especially after navigating COVID, we don't take that for granted anymore. So the need is there. Um, and I'm so grateful that Girl Talk is here to celebrate this milestone. And we know that um, there is so much room for growth to come alongside even more girls. Absolutely. I completely agree with everything you said. And I, I do agree that while um, maybe some of the day-to-day -day stressors have changed because of technology for girls over the years, um, the underlying theme is we do need girls to empower each other and lift each other up. And this is definitely a community where we can kind of help cultivate those relationships. So it's I'm so happy that young girls have this resource and this community to lean on. Definitely. Yeah, um, you know, with technology and the way things have advanced so much over the 20 years, um, being able to be in a small room with uh, a handful of girls with um, insecurities and or very confident about themselves, it is an opportunity for them to be away from technology and the influence that that has on them and being able to sit down and have a breather and just be able to um, be themselves and not have to feel like they've got to impress anyone but them in that environment and it just makes it so much easier for them to open up 
and talk about, you know, whatever pops in their head. You know, we may have a lesson one day and it may not get completed simply because it detoured in a direction that maybe um, was felt that it needed to be detoured, you know, but in a positive way. So it's definitely, um, we've seen a lot of difference in that part. Yeah, that's so true. And Miss Debbie, I'm curious what inspired you to get involved with Girl Talk from the very beginning and to continue supporting Girl Talk over the years? Okay, so I have a daughter and um, she was in elementary, probably elementary age, um, kindergarten, elementary. And I started working here at the school and um, actually officially started in the business office and then was able to transition over into the library and, you know, running across these young girls and then Haley and I developing the friendship and the relationship that we had. I'm like, you know, I've got a child coming up. And she's about, she's going to be at Haley's age one day. And it would mean so much to me for her to have someone that she felt comfortable with going in and talking about whatever um, was going on in her little life at the time. Because mama can't always be there. But mama feels better that she has someone that she can confidently go to and just express her thoughts and feelings and be able to carry on through the rest of the day. And so when Haley, um, when Girl Talk was born, you know, it, I just continued following with Haley and then got my daughter involved in it. And it just opened up and she ended up opening a chapter at her school at that time and you know it just grew from there but um having a daughter I had my school daughter which was <laughs> Haley and then I had my personal private flesh and blood daughter and so it just blended together so well and and the friendships that we developed over the years it's like mother daughter and daughter sister um, for in our whole circle. So that's definitely what inspired me to get involved. Yeah, and we're so grateful. I mean, you've left such an impact on so many girls who have gone through your school's chapter and um, just all of the girls that you've connected with. And I know, you know, a big theme of Girl Talk and why we do what we do is that we really believe in the power of mentorship. And you were one of Haley's first mentors. And so, Haley, I'm curious what it means to you that Debbie has been such a huge supporter of Girl Talk. Well, she knows um, she knows how much it means. But, you know, just to go on the record, just to have someone love you as a middle schooler, which is like the hardest, most awkward time to like just unconditionally, radically love a girl and just be steadfast in her life as she kind of comes into her own. Um, Debbie was that for me. She was such a safe haven, um, like a refuge in the library. And I'm so grateful they pulled her out of the business office and to the library because, um, 
you know, it is a girl's most formative years and we know that. And I tell parents all the time, it's the Sharpie years. It's not the dry erase marker years. Yeah. Like the things that people say, the experiences you have, they have a permanent lasting lifelong Im impression on your heart. Um, and you know, you kind of feel like I'd walk out of the library and it's like, you're back, like kind of entering this minefield where you have no idea when the next like explosion is going to go off. But I just had this retreat, like this refuge in the library and Debbie was there. Um, whether I was, you know, a victim in a situation or an instigator or, you know, whatever it was, I could go and say, Hey, I think I messed up or how do I make this right? Or, um, this really hurt? Is there anything to do? And sometimes, and I'd say for most girls, um, what they need is a mentor who's just going to love them, help put them back together and push them back out there and say, you know, it's okay to fail. Failure is a part of life. Um, you know, these years are going to pass. It's not forever. Or, um, you know, did you, did you consider your part in this um, and help you ask on the kind of the more difficult questions and, and, and learn to become more self-aware. And Debbie was all of that. And yet then some, like she wasn't just someone you could go to. She um, would put, you know, handwritten cards in my locker, or um, she heard in my daydream uh, or my birthday fantasy that I'd always asked for a Barbie cake and I never got a Barbie cake. So my mom was like, that's a ridiculous amount of money to spend on a birthday cake. So my senior year, I'll never forget. Was it my 16th birthday or senior year? Yes, 16, 16. 16. Oh. So my 16th birthday, Debbie handmade a Barbie cake. Like she remembered some like random little like story I told and showed up and had this like handmade Barbie cake. All my dreams came true. Um, but I just having that mentorship early on just poured such a solid foundation for the relationship that exists today and to have her steadfastness through starting girl talk. Um, but then as we learned, um, neither one of us had any idea the need or that it would grow beyond our halls. It was never part of the vision or the dream. It was just High school girls, mentoring middle school girls works. It's so effective. Peer-to-peer -peer mentorship. I mean, 20 years later, there's so much research um, for boys and girls, how effective it is. And then to have Debbie just, you know, just similar to the way we kind of kicked off the podcast. Like if you look at 2022 and you kind of look back over the past 20 years, um, she was one of the few people who thought, camp was a good idea when I had this like radical idea in, in April to have a summer camp in July. Um, you know, not only did she think it was a great idea, but she dedicated more than a week of her time to come up here, serve tirelessly. I don't think we knew tired until the Friday of the first camp. Like it, I couldn't, I didn't even unpack my garage for six months because we had all these handmade decorations and we were hand making sandwiches for the girls and buying supplies at the grocery store every night that we learned we needed. And she was my ride or die. I mean, it was like, I mean, the Energizer Bunny just never, ever tired until we got through camp. And then we looked at each other. We're like, are we going to do this again? <laughs> How about next? <laughs>
how about next summer? And we just kept on and it just kept growing. Again, we did two. Yeah. Then we added another one. Yeah. We really lost our minds. Um, no, but it was just beautiful. And I think just that mentorship that evolves into a friendship and then a friendship where Debbie is family. And I think pouring that foundation, um, as someone who was so steadfast in my life in middle school, not only has shaped who I am, but she really just, she, she spoke so much life into the girl talk that we're sitting here talking about today. And it's a huge part of, um, her legacy and many, many, many times I wanted to throw in the towel. I was like, I don't know how this is possible, how we're going to make it, how this is going to happen. And, um, sometimes she was just there to listen, just like middle school. Sometimes she was there to put me back together and say, this is going to be fine. And other times she's just like, no, you can't quit this. Like, let me tell you about a girl who came in and shared and we've got to keep pushing forward. So, um, yeah, she's a real MVP. Um, the real one we should be celebrating here because I think behind any great story, um, mission, vision, organization, yes, there's, you know, a founder, a board of director, board of directors, but you like, you really dig deep and there are the real, the real heroes that, that make um, milestones like this possible. And Debbie, you are, you're at the top of the list. <laughs> Miss Hi. Debbie, the Girl Talk MVP. Ooh. I, it is, it's so obvious that you both have poured so much into Girl Talk and you really have given it your all. Um, and I'm so grateful that you supported each other and didn't throw in the towel because that has led us to where we are now in this huge milestone. And I think it's also so obvious listening to you talk, the impact that you have had on each other. Um, but I'm curious, kind of both from um, Haley, from your perspective as the founder and then Miss Debbie as a mentor and Girl Talk advisor, what impact you've really seen our programming have on the girls who become leaders and participants in Girl Talk? Oh, goodness. I mean, Ooh. like, yeah, we, I mean, there's so many beautiful stories. I mean, you look back over 20 years and I think we talk about Girl Talk being a leadership development program and, and girls um, developing their confidence, but for some girls, it's, it's been a lifeline um, to feel seen or heard for the first time for other girls it, it has saved their lives um and we've debbie and i both have had you know stories of either parents or girls coming back and and sharing that it has been the community that kind of walked them through really difficult times and uh that's incredible to think about and then there are just thousands of stories and anecdotes that like just like just fill my heart and mind of girls, you know, who said, you know, I came in this shy, timid sixth grader and I soaked in what high school girls were pouring into us for sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And then I can't believe it. I shocked myself when I signed up to be a leader or a camp counselor. And then to witness these girls evolve and Debbie and I've always used kind of the metaphor or just, I mean, really we talk about the butterfly and just, you get these like little caterpillars who show up and they go into their little chrysalis and they emerge and they take flight and they find their voice and they're not shy and they're not, not raising their hand and speaking up. Like 
these girls are game changers. They're sitting at board tables. They're starting out in companies and growing in their leadership position. They know they have um, a right to be at, at tables where decisions are being made. And they, um, you know, they're giving back. They're turning around and, and continuing to mentor the girls or young women coming up behind them. And um, some of them pledging, you know, um, amounts from their own paychecks to make sure our mission continues to grow. So there are definitely, you know, one-off um, stories that kept me going um, that kind of became my why at different milestones along the way. And as it has evolved, um, my husband and I were blessed with two beautiful young girls now are seven and four and your why evolves and wanting them to be able to have a similar experience to be that shy girl showing up in sixth grade and just hoping that she'll be a game-changing girl at a at a table uh in a boardroom and um confidently using her voice uh and I think it's just a testament to when women and young girls come together and they um they leverage their strengths and learn that it looks like many different kind of colors in the rainbow uh, to be a leader. Like, what does that look like? We all bring unique gifts and skills. And I think Girl Talk helps girls find what color they are and how to flex those muscles and um, keep them, uh, keep developing them so they can um, share that and help the girls who are coming up behind them. Most definitely, you know, it's girl talk is a been a huge impact in so many ways and having um a a person that can allow you to be you and still be able to show some balance in being consistent with your actions you know you may not have agreed with how the child may have approach something, but if you can address it and do it and be constant and consistent with everything and be that example, they will in turn see it and they reflect on it later mm -hmm. and they handle the situation a, a, a bit different. And the girls that come in and, you know, I have a bazillion stories I could, could share, but that would have to be a whole nother day <laughs> but at at the, our chapter meetings and then even at camps and you see the girls coming in and they're so very unsure about even stepping foot in the door and they you start seeing the the walls break down and you see some little flutters and then all of a sudden you you're like, where in the world did she come from? You know, because she was so so timid and she would hardly even tell you her name. And now she's telling you her name and everything else that's going on um, in her day-to-day -day life and activities. And I've been so blessed being in a school setting and coming across so many different girls and tried to always have the old-fashioned Pollyanna uh, outlook in, in everything that I do. And they'll, you're happy all the time. And uh, I, I, I try I, because if you don't see that smile and you don't see a little something positive, that's, 
your day is going to turn out one way or the other. And so being a part of Girl Talk and being in the stage that I am with it and where I am working at the home of the birthplace of Girl Talk, um, it just truly has um, it's made a huge impact. And a lot of the leaders I've had have, you know, joined the military, have gone off and they're, you know, an officer in, in some community club of sort. And in sixth grade, you would have never, ever said that that person would have done that you know, because they didn't, they would hyperventilate if they got overwhelmed with this, or they would just be all to pieces in tears, you know, afraid to go talk to the teacher about this or that. And so it's been, it's had a great impact on, even on me as an advisor. I mean, I learn something new every day. Yeah, it's so powerful hearing both of you talk just about the difference that these programs have made um, in the lives of girls over the past 20 years. And I think I really am picturing these caterpillars turning into butterflies as I hear both of you share these stories that you have of the girls that you've um, seen impacted, but also from in the short period of time that I've been at Girl Talk and hearing from alum and hearing from current leaders and I think everything y'all are saying is, is so true. And I really do see all of that unfolding. And Miss Debbie, you, you started to talk about this, but I, I think when we talk about measuring the impact of the organization, we think about the impact on the girls who have gone through the programs. But I would love to hear from both of you about how being a part of Girl Talk and you know really embracing the community has impacted you over the years. Well, you know, for me, uh, being the mom, <laughs> the grandma of, uh, of Girl Talk, I can say there was a day that I wouldn't have um, probably even considered doing something like this. Um, you know, as you go through your phases in life and you begin doing various things in your careers, of course, you're building on it. And um, it's really given me an opportunity because I'm, I'm not just learning from adults. I'm learning from children. And, you know, not everybody's life is um, rosy. Um, and so, you know, you learn it's a, it's a step plan, step program, basically, because you, you're learning by doing you, you know, if this situation didn't help, let's go a different direction, but yet get the same end result, which is going to be positive direction for the child. Mm -hmm. And so um, to me, that's what's been so impactful for me um, because, you know, I may be older, but hey, I still learn. I still learn. I learn something every day from everybody that I come in contact with. And so that goes to show you're never too old to learn in, in any process. Uh, and you can do it so much in such positive ways that can, it's not going to only impact you, but it's going to impact the others surrounding you. I agree. And I, it's hard to, um, 
to measure the impact the program and the girls, um, the volunteers have had on my life and shaping who I am. Um, but I can tell you there's not much of me that is not a reflection of what has happened over the past 20 years. Um, good, bad, challenging valleys, mountaintops. I mean, it has um, been such a refining 20 years. And I think some of the most treasured friendships um, have come from this organization. Um, and that's not just adults. I think those are, I'm 36 now, but some of the friendships I have are girls who were um, in middle school, who then became high schoolers and then went on to college and um, was able to walk alongside them. And now they're friends, very similar to the journey I've had in my relationship with Debbie. And um, I call on them sometimes for advice or what would you do or how would you handle this? And I think that's beautiful. But I really think if we drill down to like the heart of who it is, I've learned similar to Debbie, you know, just this desire to never stop growing. And especially throughout um, COVID, I found myself just learning so much um, from girls who were at home and learning so much about um, so much more about mental health, um, learning more about, um, the importance of it. How do we partner with, um, other organizations, schools, what, what can we take from that? And then I think so much of what I'm learning from some of our girls is being applied in my parenting journey too, which is a whole nother important journey that I'm embarking upon. And how do I take this wisdom or glean that and, and, and apply it in my girls' lives. So it's just this beautiful cyclical, um, you know, process where it's like, I, I, I look back with deep gratitude and hope to never stop growing. And, um, my, my gratitude is in large part to this 20 year girl talk journey. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And has that really, do you think that it's really sunk in for you that like, have you taken time yet to kind of pause and just sit with like this vision that I had as a teenager is celebrating 20 years of challenges and evolving and success. Has that really sunk in for you yet? Yes. And no, um, no. In that I was thinking about us having this podcast and Debbie joining in and you had a girl talk office in the city of Atlanta. And I took myself back to my teenage bedroom where I was using stickers to put together the first poster and when the first meeting was, and I vividly remember the little black font and it was 2002 and it was the fall we were kicking it off. And if you told like this 15 year old girl that, you know, 20 years later, Miss Debbie be joining on a podcast from, you know, the city at the girl talk office and yeah. that be growing. I mean, I, um, I don't, it was never the dream. It has exceeded anything I could have ever dreamed for the organization. So in that regard, it's mind blowing. I don't think it will, will really ever sink in that it went beyond our little hallways, Debbie. Um, I know. 
And, you know, and then at the same time, like, I feel like I'm 83 on the inside and I have learned so much and I have been like thrust into situations that would terrify the introvert in me. Um, and then, you know, challenged and just stretched in the most beautiful ways. And yet, you know, 20 years seems like, has it only been 20 years, you know? And so it's this mix of both, but, um, but, you know, I think the message I was thinking about, like their 20th anniversary celebration and like, what is the message and what do I teach our girls? And I, I tell our own girls under our own roof, you know, we, we chant often what was on a lot of the natural life product they donated to Girl Talk. And it's like, I can do hard things. And I have a sticker on my laptop that's like, I can do hard things. And um, I tell them that all the time, you can do hard things. And and it's true. And I would go back to that 15 year old girl sitting in her bed with a, you know, a mentor and Miss Debbie who believed in this idea and a mom who believed in it and Sharon Presley who believed in it and Miss Henry who believed in it and Mr. Henry, our head of school who gave us the green light to do what most schools would think is a terrible idea, getting high school girls and middle school girls together, like talk about what they're dealing with, like, like sound the alarm. Right. But there are all these beautiful people who rallied around it. And I would tell that 15 year old girl, I'd be like, just, yeah, you dream, you dream those impossible dreams, dream them when the world thinks you're crazy. When you have this vision for a camp, you go for it. You surround yourself with other people who believe in your dream. And when you think about compiling 2000 hours of research to put together in a book to help um, people, um, adults help middle school girls navigate these years when the world is telling you it's crazy and it's impossible. Like you do it and you face it. And I would tell her that, and I'm going to tell my girls that, and I want them to dream impossible dreams. I wrote it on Grace's little lunch, you know, card, but I think more importantly, what resonates at 20 years is my commitment and I'm not going to fall apart, but my commitment to continue to be a Miss Debbie in girls' lives, uh, because you never know when they come to you with some crazy dream, if you just speak a little bit of life into it, um, the ripple effect. So, um, so that's my commitment to myself yes. girls. It, so, you know, 20 years. Wow. You're, I'm like, has it really been that long? Um, Haley, you're 36. I was about that age when you're coming to me in the library, you know, and I'm like, oh my word, boy, you put a whole different perspective on this little thing here, you know, Um, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought I was going to be a part of this type of program for this length of time. Um, Never, ever did it ever cross my mind that our little meetings in the media center 20 years later has brought together 70,000 girls. I mean, that is to me is like, wow. You know, that's that aha moment that, you know, you don't, you do these things because you love it. You do these things because you want to make a difference in someone. So until someone physically tells you a number, you don't really realize that that's really how long it's been. Mm-hmm. And to say 20 years of this is just one of the unbelievable moments. 
that um, that we've done this for this long and we've stuck with it. Yes, we've had a lot of trying times. Who don't? Uh, you're going to have milestones. Uh, you're going to have hurdles. You've got to to jump, even though you're not a person that likes to jump hurdles. But you do it because you love it, and you do it because you've got these girls that need it. And you know, if, if they don't have that, then here we go, um, a whole different direction of unexpected things. I love hearing the two of you reflect on how Girl Talk has grown and just reminisce about um, not only the successes, but some of the challenges too. And I think like Haley, I'm so happy that you were a teenager sitting in your bed um, <laughs> using stickers and in 2002, you know, dreaming this big dream, even if you didn't know where it would go. And to have someone like Miss Debbie walk alongside you and continue to support you now is um, just really incredible and a testament to both of you and your commitment to supporting and empowering the next generation of girls. And that will continue to happen um, for generations to come, which is really powerful. And one thing that we've talked about is how the world has changed since 2002, when you were that teenager sitting in your bed. And I'm curious, not only um, how the world has evolved, but how you've seen Girl Talk adapt when it needs to. I, I think that's actually one of Girl Talk's strong suits um, because our experts are the girls we're serving. And I think that we've always approached um, our organization by listening first. Um, we, it's called Girl Talk, but we actually do a lot of listening. <laughs> <laughs> and we have pivoted when we needed to pivot, when um, girls were telling us things were shifting or changing, or this is an important topic, or there are these new platforms, or you know what they're hearing in their chapter. We um, we listened and we took it very seriously, and that goes that dates way back before navigating and shifting in um, in a pandemic. But I will say, I think that. Um, as we've walked through the past couple of years, specific to COVID, um, it has just highlighted what an incredible time it is. It's very easy to vilify technology in a space like Girl Talk, but how it kept us together and how we did adapt and how really, really, really cool ideas came from it and how we, we stopped thinking in the context of just four walls and a roof. It was like, how do we connect like-minded girls who are wanting to accomplish similar things? How can we create, you know, girl talk clubs where it's, you're, you're talking about things, similar interests, girls who aspire to, to, you know, for a similar career, or they just want to talk about poetry. They're united on a similar interest, but yet they're, they're also, you know, having girl, girl talk. And that's, meaning um, supporting each other and coming together and girls from all over the country can come together and do that. They're not limited to their own hallways of their own schools and just shifting in a, in a time where girls were sent a lot of mixed messages. I mean, let's be honest, Girl Talk doesn't advise girls how to navigate life. We create and foster community where girls can come together um, of all different backgrounds and share their hearts where they are and feel seen and loved 
for exactly who they are. Um, if they want advice or counsel, you know, they have advisors like a Miss Debbie there. They have high school girls they can go to. But um, but the past few years, we've learned so much about um, mental health. Specifically, I keep drilling down on that, but we have learned that and how do we make sure we are all in as an organization to come alongside rising, even fourth, fifth, sixth graders. How do we make sure they have the the tools, um, the communication tools to ask for help, to seek it, to know when to um, and who to trust. And I think that is something that we're taking very seriously as an organization. And then there's also all the fun things. We're learning that high school girls are wanting to have community. They're wanting to be a part and engaged part of our Girls Heart community as alum. They also have gaps in their lives that aren't being filled. They want to know about career development. They want to have mentors. They want internships. They're, um, you know, really wanting to also serve and give back to the high school girls and say, hey, here's what's coming. So it's really cool to um, watch Girl Talk evolve as, um, as we do. We're learning that younger and younger girls are needing a space like Girl Talk. So the school that my oldest just started. They reached out to Melissa, um, who oversees our programs at Girl Talk to say, hey, I know we only go until sixth grade, um, but how do we incorporate a program? And so Debbie, I was able to tell them about your beautiful Girl Talk kind of junior model and maybe the fifth and sixth graders, you know, could mentor. And then I started bawling, typing the email at the idea that Grace could be going to Girl Talk, like as a second grader. I mean, I was like, what? I know. I just, I know I just got chills all over. Yeah. And so telling Grace yeah. the car, you know, and so I know this is a long-winded answer of 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 what you asked, Kayla, but it's just really cool to see Girl Talk continue to pivot um digital platforms like this podcast, you know, digital yeah. I mean, our programs just shifting. I mean, what you guys do on social media, um, and not just limiting it, but I'm excited to continue to evolve to learn better ways we can show up for girls and um and we're ready. I mean, that's all I can say. We're ready. Yes. You know, the technology, um, it truly has made us a, a much bigger community um, since the pandemic because it's given us such an opportunity to reach out to not just our local area. And um, when, you know, we had a few girls in the past who have been a part of Girl Talk and they moved away and the school they went to did not have it and they wanted to us to do um, a meeting like this so that they could still feel like they were a part of Girl Talk and uh, we did we've done that for several girls that have moved away and it, it truly it, it made a difference in helping them to transition into a new environment a new school setting and but yet still having the opportunity to be with old friends and getting the encouraging um, messages back from one another. So it truly has gone complete circle around with all the girls being able to communicate still. You know, back in my day, it was paper and pencil. <laughs> and you, you would write your messages and you would mail it. And, you know, so you had to wait. Well, now things have advanced so much more. Your communication factor um, it helps a lot, especially like Haley mentioned with this mental health thing. Um, uh, unfortunately, that's so much more stronger um, 
now, but having this technology and this communication, I think really helps with the maturity and the growth and in the individuals that are having different um, social issues or personal issues and so forth. So it's definitely um, made a difference. And I'll um, just quickly dovetail. It, it reminded me, I just sat here and looked it up. It's like, you know, I heard something recently on a podcast that resonated with me. And apparently it's a Chinese proverb and it's in Proverbs 4. So I'm just like fact-checking fact all of this. But it um, to summarize, it says, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And another way, another way to say it um, is it's better to light a single candle than curse the darkness. And I think that as we talk about this, it started out as middle school felt like a very dark place. And the very first girl talk chapter was like, someone just was like lighting a candle and just how quickly other girls like lit their candle in their like dark space. And I think that, like I said, it's so easy to like vilify, um, this digital space and social media for parents, but also like how, instead of just like abandoning that, especially as we were navigating a pandemic, um, I think Girl Talk Pivoted did a beautiful job of lighting a candle once again. And Girl Talk, meaning not just us here, Kayla, Debbie, me, like in our office or in the hallways of the school, um, but like all over the country and high school girls saying like, I have a little bit of margin. I can, I can light my candle. And, um, I think that's what we're going to continue to do. But if that, if that just leaves something with anyone listening, I think it's, it's such an important way to approach life. We absolutely can abandon middle school. It is an awkward, just terrible time for most middle school girls, but like, what is it in your life? Like that frustrates you or looks like dark and how do you, um, how do you light a candle? that uh, lighting the candle um, and and this was born at one of the camps, um, the the bucket of renewal that we have every year. And we had the tea lights and it illuminated over the um, area that we had set yeah. for these girls to to let go of things. Uh, to talk about something they were afraid to talk about. And the candles were lit that gave them the guidance mm -hmm. to know that it was okay. It was dark. And then when the illumination of the candle was lit, you just saw, here we go, the butterfly breaking away. And after the candles were lit, they're, 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 so light and free mm. and have, feel like a brand new person the mm. same with the butterfly Truly. and um you know it that candle that Chinese proverb Haley it just it just oh, all yeah. of a sudden just brought back it's... uh that's that's what our bucket of renewal was all about it was becoming something brand new mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. This is another beautiful visual and I'm picturing, you know, Haley and Miss Debbie together, y'all started to light that first candle and just the ripple effect that the Girl Talk community has had because we've talked about this number of having impacted 70,000 girls. But when you think about it in terms of lighting their candle, it doesn't stop there. And so each of those 70,000 girls 
have become women who have continued to light other people's candles. And so I think when we think about the impact that both of you have had and that the Girl Talk community has had, it really goes beyond what we can even imagine, which is just really beautiful to think about. Uh, yes, I will tell you, absolutely. our founding um, sponsor, Ron Bell and his family, the Bell Family Foundation for Hope, they have been alongside us from the beginning. Ron understood the vision um, and he put a quote in a letter he wrote with one of their family's um, contributions in our early, early years. And it said, I just want you to remember that many lives are influenced when one influences a woman, especially a young woman. And I remember just feeling deeply touched by that handwritten note. I pulled the quotations out and it actually um, was on the top right um, corner of our letterhead for many, many, many years. And it's so true, Kayla, to what you're saying. It's like, when you do pour into one, like there's a ripple effect and there's like an interesting statistic that says, you know, each woman will go on to influence at least 25 other people in her lifetime and like significantly influence who they are. Debbie, you're one of mine for sure. But yeah. like, when you think about that candle, yeah, there might be 70,000 plus girls whose candles been, who, whose candle has been lit, but like they may go on to influence, you know, 20 plus other people. And it just, um, Ron put words to it so eloquently and Ron passed away in 2012. And, um, I'm looking forward to celebrating this milestone with his wife and daughter and their family, uh, because he was also someone who just got it from the very beginning when, other people thought we were crazy. He's like, I get this. And this is worth, um, you know, worth pursuing full throttle. I know reminiscing with both of you and reflecting on not only um, Girl Talk in the programs, but all the people who have been part of this journey um, gets me more excited for the next 20 years of Girl mm -hmm. Talk and how we will continue. We've talked about how it's evolved, but I also want to know now, like, if you're dreaming your biggest dreams, what are your, what is your vision for Girl Talk for the next two decades? So I did dig really deep on this question because, you know, I think the answer is really simple. It's that every girl um, has access to this program which for those for any of you listening who don't know, it's available at no cost. And it's differentiator here is that there is not an academic or financial barrier to leadership. So that any girl who seeks mentorship or craves to share what she's learned and mentor girls coming up behind her has access to um, this program, like right there in her hometown and um, can plug in in a digital way if she wants to, to a larger um, network. But really, um, I'd love to know that starting before a girl's most formative year, she's plugging in and she's got, um, you know, a, a community she can plug into and that it never ends. And as we've learned, and I've been inspired by high school girls when they graduate, that there's this alum network and there are women like me and Debbie who are saying, you know, we have X number of hours that we can commit to whatever that is. So we would go in on the back end. So our alum would even go back in and say, hey, I'm 
leading a company here, or I'm on a board here, or I'm aware of internships here. And you are able to connect with girls who um, need help getting across that next bridge of life. And you can use whatever um, network or wisdom you've gained to help them continue um, to move forward. And I think we need to keep doing that. Less than 3% of companies are, a Fortune 500 companies are led by women. Um, you know, we need to make sure that that people um, understand the value of having women at the table. And I think we've got a, a lot of work ahead of us, but exciting work. And it's only getting lighter because as we approach 20 years, that means that there's 70,000 plus girls now on the other side of the bridge who are now going to reach out and, um, and help move Girl Talk forward so that that does become a reality. Yep, absolutely. Um, just, you know, piggybacking what Haley said, you know, uh, you've got the 70,000 who's already involved and they're going to continue it and they're going to, you know, I have some Deerfield alumni or Girl Talk alumni um, that it's already working because they're already, they're in college and they're seeing similarities of one girl, um, I actually had an alum come in and speak to the girls the other day and she sees similar things in her beginning college that was like in middle school. She was, and she was able to extend it into her college. Um, And she used girl talk as being the, the foundation for her to be able to um, figure out the situation and how to accommodate and or um, address the situation. So uh, they are going to continue on and add 70 plus more thousand for the next two de- two decades. Yeah, definitely. I know I could talk to both of you all day and offline. I will absolutely have to do that because I'm just learning so much and you're really instilling a lot of wisdom in me. And so I know for those listening, um, I have no doubt that they are feeling the same. And so if I could ask just one last question before we go, I would love to hear your advice for others who want to be a mentor for a teenage girl, but they just don't know where to start. What advice would you give them? Okay, so, my advice is if it's something that is um, that you feel very strongly about, find a way um, to, to do that. Um, be the believer. Um, show them uh, these girls, they need you. And if you show them the love and you open your heart to them, and you can be readily available at any point in time, you're going to, I mean, it's, it's a win-win situation for, for the, the person who is really interested. You know, you've got all these young girls and they need, they need the mentor, whether it's high school, young adult, even adult into, you know, an older, um, 
if it's something within your heart that you want to do because you see and you are experiencing some things now, do it. Get on the Girl Talk website, find out all the information you need to find out, find you a place, get started um, because it's free. You know, all you've got to do is share your time and your love and the rest is going to be a piece of cake. I love that. Yes. I mean, I can't help but lead with the shameless plug of, if you, you know, if you want to be a, a mentor, a great place to start is what high school girls in your life, um, what middle school girls in your life, how can you tell them you see leadership potential in them and make sure they're aware of this program. And if you have the time and margin to serve as an advisor, I think that's a great place to start. Um, but of course, there are so many ways to become a mentor. I think it's always important if you want to become a mentor to make sure you too are being mentored um, and you can understand and appreciate what that looks like. But um, I think I also feel like it's important to say if you're a if you're someone who's seeking a mentor, how do you do that? And think about the other awesome um, people in your life and how do you kind of formalize that relationship? And I think, you know, it's, we don't, we don't talk about it often enough, but asking a person if they would be your mentor and dream big, like who do you admire and, and ask them to be a mentor. Um, and you're not asking for a huge time commitment. You're just looking for someone to be in your corner to help um, redirect when you need you know, redirecting or wisdom. And I think that's important. And then I think if you're really wanting to be a mentor, like Debbie said, the need is there. It is a deep need. Um, and if you're not working, if you're like, I don't work in a school or I don't have a teenage girl in my life, um, reach out to us. Um, we constantly are hearing from girls who want to start a chapter or who need an advisor, or if you have a skill set to offer, we mentioned we're learning of needs with our own alum who are now in college, who are also seeking mentors, people who kind of gone before them professionally or personally. Um, and if there's a, a need there, we'd be happy to, um, to help connect. So, um, so yeah, be encouraged, uh, we all need mentors and we need to be mentoring others at every phase of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. There are so many ways to engage with Girl Talk and to get plugged in with the resources that we have and the programs that we have. And so um, like Haley and Miss Debbie mentioned, we would love to talk to you. Let us know how we can be supporting you. And that wraps up this podcast. I'm so, so thankful to both of you for coming to talk to me about Girl Talk over the past 20 years. And congratulations to you both on this huge milestone. Thank you so much. Thank Kayla, you. You need, we need to shine the light on you too. You're the one like making all this happen and um, yes. making this 20th anniversary celebration, um, the milestone that it is. So thank you for your commitment, for getting what this mission is about, for the prep to making this just like a really, really fun podcast to go down memory lane with Debbie. I don't take that for granted. That took a lot of hard work on your part, but thanks for all the ways you're showing up, especially on our digital platforms and the look and feel. And as my young four-year-old says, the vibe um, that is, <laughs> um, and it does not go unnoticed. And, um, as for, you know, Debbie being the real, uh, MVP starting in 2022, the team at Girl Talk today, they're the real MVPs who are showing up and keeping it growing and, and keeping it going. So 
big thanks to you all and the team there. Well, thank You're you. Welcome. It's, thank it's you. such an honor. Yeah. I'm so excited to be part of the journey now. So thank you both so much. And we're going to celebrate all year. So happy 20th anniversary. <laughs>